From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, North Korea is getting funding from where? We now know. BuzzFeed doxes the Bored Ape Yacht Club creators, and Ethereum name service has some drama. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, February 7th, 2022. I had a great weekend. Me and my girlfriend went out like probably every day this weekend, you know, doing different things. I think we went to went out to a bar. We went out to dinner. We went to see a movie and we saw Moonfall, which wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, special effects were what you expect. And it was just crazy. The twisting turns are crazy and the near misses, obviously. It was just one of those, it was a Roland Emmerich movie that, <laughs> I mean, he made like, what, one good movie, Independence Day. Uh, the second one was horrible, but this one it isn't that bad. So if anybody tells you it's horrible, uh, Geostorm was worse. Anyway, then we went out to Playhouse Square, downtown Cleveland and saw a show. So the thing is, is we haven't really done much like that over the past two years. Uh, my, my girlfriend's a doctor, if you guys don't know. She's a family doctor. And she works in an underserved community. And so there is a lot of elderly people, people that can't get to doctors readily. They have to take either public transportation or we have to organize transportation to go get them to see the physicians or do telehealth, which was a great thing to provide access to people. Uh, either they're, like I said, they're underinsured or don't have insurance or maybe just skeptical of this whole system and don't want to get vaccinated. So we've been being a little more cautious when it comes to going out and just being willy-nilly, uh, being out and about because we don't want my girlfriend to get sick or carry that over to get her, give to her patients. And so we've been a little bit cautious, but we went out on the town and had a great weekend. So yeah, that's what I did this week. And I just want to tell everybody about it. And yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of happy. We, we finally got out and it's different for me than her. Me, I am a lot more, I guess, liberal with this than she is. I'm vaxxed. We're both very healthy. We both exercise daily. We eat rather well, even though I'm on this whole baking kick because I haven't eaten meat for seven years and now I'm just going crazy eating steaks and all kinds of stuff. I could go into that like some in some other time, but I'm eating meat again after seven years. And so I missed you, meat. I missed you. <laughs> but anyway, a lot of our lifestyle has been around her job because, you know, we just really don't want to get her patients sick. So I don't know, but we just started to open up a little bit more. Most of her patients are getting vaccinated slowly. Like I said, there was always concerns and always uh, barriers to getting vaccinated or their ideas on COVID. And well, you know what? It was just a great weekend. And I just want to share with that with you. What did you guys do this weekend? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. And, and no more rambling. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $43,702, up 5.3% in 24 or 16% in seven days. Ethereum's at $3,120, up 4.3%. Tether's number three. Binance Coin is at 435, up 6.5%. And USDC is number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have Cardano, Solana, XRP, Luna, and Polkadot. 
Total market cap, we're at $1.98 trillion, about to cross that $2 trillion mark, a BTC dominance of 41.3 and an F dominance of 18.7. It's a good day. Now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is Yield Guild Games, ticker YGG. Rank number 168 on Coin Market Cap. It's price $4 even, up 3% in 24. Market cap is $340 million. Fully diluted is, holy crap, $4 billion. 9% of YGG is in circulation. Its max supply is $1 billion. YGG's all-time high was three months ago at $11.50, down 65% since then. All-time low was six months ago at $0.94, cents, up 300% since then. You can buy it on Binance, KuCoin, Huobi, Shitcoin, Mecca. So what is YGG? So YGG, or Yield Guild Games, is a decentralized autonomous organization, or a DAO, that invests in virtual world non-fungible tokens. The organization's objective is to develop the world's largest virtual economy, optimize its assets to maximize utility, and share revenues with its stakeholders. That is Yield Guild Games, ticker YGG, ranked number 168 on CoinMarketCap. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Moving into today's headlines, former Manchester United players, including Gary Neville, Paul Scholes, and Ryan Giggs. By the way, I've never heard of them in my life, so I apologize if I said their names wrong, and I know this is blasphemy in the UK probably, and so take it easy on me, people, please, please. I'm American. I have, I have my flaws when it comes to football, soccer, whatever you call it. Anyway, they've teamed up with Singaporean billionaire Peter Lim and his son to create CO92DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization focused on investing in professional soccer projects. The purpose of CO92DAO is to connect sports enthusiasts globally and allow fans to make sports-related investments. This includes investing in both soccer clubs with high growth potential and soccer-related technologies and ventures. CO92DAO says it wants to offer investors more affordable access to professional sports teams, an investment category that's historically been available only to high-net-worth individuals, like owning a billion-dollar franchise or multi-billion more like it. Anyway, to that end, CO92DAO is planning a public token sale with no minimum amount required to partake. Other details like the amount of money involved or token allocation has not been disclosed at this stage. We keep wondering where North Korea gets all the money to do all these missile tests and develop their missile programs. Well, 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 well. A United Nations report has found that nuclear and ballistic missile programs in North Korea rely on financing from crypto. According to a member state, North Korea's cyber actors stole more than $50 million between 2020 and mid-2021 from at least three cryptocurrency exchanges in North America, Europe, and Asia. Last month, chain analysis data, which was also cited in the UN's recent report, found North Korea to have launched at least seven cyber attacks against cryptocurrency exchanges. This activity generated almost $40 million worth of cryptocurrencies for North Korea. In 2019, the UN estimated that North Korea had generated around $2 billion from nuclear and ballistic missile programs. The UN report also looked at Monero because of its privacy and lower processing power requirements. It makes it more attractive than Bitcoin for North Korean users. So I don't know if they're putting like Bitcoin and Ethereum through mixers and 
transferring it to Monero and then scooting over there and then selling it again. Who knows how they're doing all this? But apparently, North Korea is using crypto for their missiles programs. So it's all but confirmed that Bud Light will be using NFTs in its upcoming Super Bowl commercial. The Ethereum-based Nouns NFT project will be featured. Well, it might be featured. It still might. Well, there's this commercial that's popping around the internet. It's on YouTube. You can see it in the link in the show notes. The commercial titled Zero in the Way of Possibility introduces the brand's new Bud Light Next beverage. And so I watched the commercial, as one would, and it was like a lot of vignettes of different people transforming and moving into it. It seemed like a reference to the, like the metaverse. And the noun NFT projects, like boxy glasses, appeared on like some pictures in the video and also like in other, there was teased in other ways as well. Read the article. It's actually very interesting to see how this is being worked out in like commercials and marketing and stuff like that. Also, it's very interesting because I really do feel like it's a reference to just like getting out of your real life into the metaverse. So there's a lot of like innuendo of moving from boring every day to this cool like NFT digital aspect that's blending real life into digital. And I don't know. It seems like that's where they're going with this. Let me know what you think of it. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. So there's two big stories bouncing around crypto Twitter the past couple days. And here's the first one. The legal entity that leads the development of Web3 app Ethereum Name Service ENS, True Names Limited, TNL, has terminated Brantley Milligan's contract this morning. Milligan, the director of operations at ENS, a solution that turns complicated Ethereum addresses into easily readable .f addresses, meaning instead of 0x, big A, little b, 796xq, you know, that kind of address, you could just have MatthewAaron.f, and then there's my F address. Anyway, TNS, the nonprofit that funds and organizes the development of ENS, has terminated the contract with Brantley effective today. They tweeted this, Many of you were hurt by Brantley's comments over the past 24 hours, and we strongly believe that ENS should be an inclusive community. The TNS move follows the backlash stemming from the reemergence of controversial tweets by Brantley. Now, he tweeted this in 2016. By the way, trigger warnings. He tweeted... Homosexual acts were evil. He denied the existence of transgenderism, claimed that abortion was murder, and described contraception, masturbation, and pornography as a perversion. Brantley has also been removed indefinitely from his position as community steward by the ENS DAO following a note within the community. An ENS steward is an elected role within the DAO responsible for managing operations. The ENS Foundation is also asking Brantley to step down from his leadership roles in ENS. And finally, this is a very interesting conversation. And so this is what happened. Everybody knows about Bored Apes. It's Bored Apes is the JPEG, the NFTs, 10,000 ape avatars. They're selling for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars now. It's a billion-dollar enterprise getting hundreds of million dollars of VC funding. And, well, nobody knows who's exactly behind the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Everybody knew it was this Twitter handle. They knew their names by Twitter handle, but it wasn't their real names. Who are these people? Well, they know now because BuzzFeed did a report and it basically docks them. They just said, hey, this is who are the creators of Board Ape. Nobody knew this beforehand. And here you go. Now their identity is out there. Kobe called the article trash and complained of BuzzFeed's doxing people for clicks and revenue. Keep that in mind. That is a very interesting comment. Mike Solana, a VP at VC firm Founders Fund, said it was disgusting to reveal the men's identities under the pretext of being some kind of massive scoop. That's also interesting. 
So basically, the view on crypto Twitter is that it's not BuzzFeed's responsibility to dox these people. They're obviously creating something and they don't want to show their identity. So why are you going to do this just to get famous, to create buzz? Hence BuzzFeed. There you, they're just kind of like starting to come together a little bit. Maybe the clicks things that Kobe says has some weight to it. Tatiana Walk-Morris tweeted this. The board ABIOT Club backlash also reveals how many people lack basic business knowledge. Even if you're running a private company, you must still file paperwork with the government to disclose your company's founders' names, location, corp, structure, whatever. The regulations vary state by state, but still. The two founders then tweeted their two different pictures, basically saying the same thing. First showing their real life, in real life picture of them. And they call this the Web 2 me. And then they say, verse the Web 3 me, which is a picture of their ape. Both of them tweeted the same thing. So here's what I want to know from you. What do you think? Do you think that a company that has billions of value, raising millions of dollars in VC fund, can be identified as an ape? <laughs> now, I know we're going to go very meta. We're going to go extremely down the rabbit hole with this one. But are, should they be doxxed? Is this a violation in some way? Did the journalists do their jobs or did they vi- violate these people's privacy? Do you think that it's just for clicks? And is that actually mutually exclusive? Even though their incentives might be doing it for clicks, doing it for the incentive of clicks or the incentive of revenue or the incentive of getting famous for getting the big scoop or doxing somebody, is that journalism or is that a violation of privacy? And I guess also the question is, is can you run a big company millions hundreds of millions of dollars billions of dollars and have the right to stay private and is there actually a limit of when your privacy should come out like if you run a million dollar company should you be private should you be pissed off that buzzfeed doxes you or is the limit 100 million dollars or should that still be private or does it only say oh hey it's cool to dox somebody when it's 100 billion dollars or a billion dollars or a trillion dollar company i guess This is a very interesting conversation, especially since we're moving into a Web3 era of can somebody keep their privacy and run a multi-billion dollar enterprise? And is it journalism's responsibility, their right to dox them if they want to remain private? Let me know what you think. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. The story, the article, link is in the show notes. Read it and give me your opinion. I want to read it tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And go to Spotify. Give us those five stars. Make sure everybody knows this is the best damn crypto show on the planet. And I appreciate it. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.